Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, in our last uh, CareCast podcast, we talked about the um, CBS News interview that the new president of Planned Parenthood gave Alexis McGill Johnson Mm -hmm. uh, and some of the very interesting and ironic and troubling things that she said during during her interview. Um, So one of the observations that we had made generally about the interview was that uh, she wasn't really challenged very much. No, no, it was softballs. Very much a softball. Beach beach balls. (laughs) Yeah, it was like almost like two buddies getting back together and kind of chatting versus a hard hitting kind of journalistic, you know, interview. Um, but there was one question that the interviewer asked that uh, the Planned Parenthood uh, president refused to answer. Now, yeah. the, the problem was that, you know, the, the journalist asking the question didn't, you know, kind of ask her why she refused to, to answer the question. So we're going to yeah. do that for you. Okay. Right, right. So that's what we do here on CareCast, right? That's what we, we do. Hard hitting. Yeah. We provide the, the, the next question or the yeah. second question. Yes. So the question was. Uh, posed by the CBS News interviewer to Alexis McGill Johnson, the, the new acting president of Planned Parenthood, was, have you or anyone in, in your family experienced an abortion? Right. And the response that she gave was, that is a personal question, and I'm going to leave it as a personal question. Right. So in other words, she refused to answer this question. Right. So our question is, that if I was sitting there, I would have been like, well, Ms. Johnson, you actually just spent the last 20 minutes of this interview telling me that we need to destigmatize abortion. Right. That we need to shout our abortion. Yeah. That abortion is just another medical procedure right. along the continuum of health care that's available out there for right. women. Right. Uh, you know, that it's all these things. So why are you refusing to answer that question? That that's what I would have asked. Yes. You know, like so if I had asked so if somebody had asked her, um, you know, have you ever had your tonsils removed? Well, you know, that's a personal question, and I'm not, <laughs> right, I refuse exactly. to answer that question. Right, exactly. Like, you know, how many times have you been to, to the dentist this year? Well, that's a personal question, and I refuse to answer it. No one would respond that way. Yeah. In fact, you know, we kind of joke, I, I'm, I'm an, yeah. uh, an Italian, and, Ita- you know, Italian families, you know, people are actually kind of proud of their medical yeah. issues. They like to talk about them. You know, I, it's like when they get diabetes, you know, it's like they're sort of like they like to talk about it, right? Um, <laughs> so this notion that, oh, you, you know, that's personal. Right. You, I, you can't, I, I can't tell you about, you know, the medical procedures that I've had, that sort of thing, especially when you're part of a movement that literally has yeah. a campaign called Shout Your Abortion. Right. And she just lectured the public, essentially, for the first part of this interview. We, you know, we need to remove the stigma from abortion. Those were her words. Right. Yeah. And then when she was asked about her own personal experience, she refused to answer. So, yeah, it, yeah. it, it really is. It really is odd. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, years ago, and frankly, not that long ago, mm-hmm. when when pro-choice folks said that we want abortion to be safe, legal and rare. Mm-hmm. You remember? Right. Remember that? And that yeah. was kind of the mantra, safe, legal was, and yeah. rare. And yeah. it's kind of shifted now. And you know, I always used to say the only thing people want safe, legal and rare is steak. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. That's you know, because here's like because here's the yeah. thing: if something is is safe and legal, we actually don't want it rare. We right. want it plentiful. Right, right, right. Things sure. that are safe and legal, we want lots of them. Yeah, why we, not? Yeah. Why, if it's safe and it's legal, we want lots of them. Right, right. So the fact that it's either something's wrong. If you want it rare, then maybe it's not all that safe, mm-hmm. or maybe it shouldn't be all that legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. so they shifted. They no longer say rare mm-hmm. because I think they kind of figured out that wow, that is sort of a 
yeah. conundrum that yeah, we've yeah, kind yeah. of locked ourselves in. And, and it might, adds to the stigma. Like, and it adds Why to, should it be rare? If that implies that there's something wrong with it. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. you know? So I this kind of uh, gives me the same perspective here in terms yeah, of that. And yeah. I think certainly this has been a big part of the movement over the last couple of years, this whole notion of shout your abortion, you know, that, that it's just like any other medical procedure. It's just, I mean, what's the issue here? Mm-hmm. There should be no... Uh, any guilt or any anything related to this yeah, yeah. in um, fact it, yeah in fact the the person who started the whole shout your abortion thing i mean uh, you know there was an article in the new york times um a couple years ago about her mm-hmm. and you know essentially her words were that you know um you know women you know have been uh who are support abortion rights have been right. silent until they were supposed to feel bad right about having an abortion and this is you know we want to shout we want to reframe the debate on the subject. Yeah. And so, um, and so it's, it's this yeah. notion, this is a good thing. So mm-hmm. if you think about any other medical procedure, right? So let's say I had, uh, because again, abortion is kind of marketed as a medical procedure that women want and need mm-hmm. to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's marketed, mm-hmm. right? So it's a morally neutral consumer product, right? Right. So if I had heart disease or something like that or some other congenital mm-hmm. kind of issue mm-hmm. and I had some type of surgery to deal with that mm-hmm. particular issue mm-hmm. and someone said to me, Rollin, I understand that you 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 got, you got have a congenital heart issue. You've had it in your family, in your life or something happened. You were in mm-hmm. some kind of, I don't know, like mm-hmm. some other thing that caused it to happen. Mm-hmm. And and did you have surgery to deal with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you think I would talk about that? I said, mm-hmm. well, yeah, absolutely. I had surgery to deal with it because it was a good thing. And, and look at what happen, what's happening for my life now as a result of that. Mm-hmm. So to me, instead of saying that I'm not going to talk about this, it seems to me that there was a unique opportunity to say, yeah, and here's what happened. And here's all the good mm-hmm. that came from my from my situation, mm-hmm. that kind of right, thing, absolutely. the way that you would with any other medical medicals, like yeah. get morally neutral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. consumer product that women want and need. Right, sure. That's yeah. good for them. Exactly. And th- that yeah. has basically no negative consequences is really the way that, that yeah. this is sort of positioned in right. the public in the right. public square. Right. Right. right, right. So again, we don't know why she wouldn't respond to that, but mm-hmm. to the but the fact that she wouldn't respond to that question, mm-hmm. um, it, it is very telling. Yeah. It is very telling. It is. It, and it's and it's telling and exposes something. Absolutely. And it's te- it's it's telling in light of what she had spent the first 20 minutes of the interview saying. That's right. If she hadn't said any of those things and she wasn't the president of Planned Parenthood and somebody asked right. her about that, yeah, you could sort of understand why somebody yeah, might not Yeah, it's not, not really, want to... quote, anybody's business. Right. What, you, that kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. But you're in the shot your abortion business. Exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's just, yeah, it's ironic. And, and, it, and, and, here, yeah. and here's a very yeah. interesting thing. Yeah. Just my own personal story. Right. So as president of CareNet, which is an organization that works with folks who are facing unplanned pregnancies, mm-hmm. guess what question I get? Right. Yeah. Have you yourself ever faced an unplanned pregnancy? Ex- and what did you do? And what did I do? It, right. It's a question I get almost every single interview. Yeah. And of course I did. And I talk about it. Right. right? So, now, yeah, if you had if if every time yeah. you were asked that question, if you said, well, that's a personal question, like it, it would just I, I would I would I think if you were on CBS News. Right. Right. The interviewer would probably ask you, well, wait a second. You're out here representing a pro-life organization. Right. How can you. You're in a position where you're, in a sense, almost obligated to give an answer to that it question. Com- it comes with the job description. Right. I, like, 
I'm not obligated to talk about what kind of coffee I drink. Right, 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 right. <laughs> or what kind of underwear I wear. I don't think you drink various... coffee, which is I, I don't. I'm proud of you. Well, That's very good. Well, yeah. I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I, I, uh, oh, the secret is out. Yeah, right? anyway, or yeah. any of those things, right? right? right, right. But, but if you think about it, you yeah. know, if you are if you work for Hanes, mm-hmm. boxers are brief, and you're CEO of Hanes, you better be telling folks what you, I mean, you're, yeah. it's yeah. the business that you're in. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, if you work for Ford, do you drive a Ford? Have you driven a Ford? Ford lately? Right, yeah, right. Well, I yeah. refuse to. I mean, you think about it. Yeah. Like any other any mm-hmm. other role where you're in a position where you're the president of the organization, yeah. it's a question that people are going to ask you, and it is a legitimate question. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. regardless of what your response is, one way or the other, you should be able to articulate your response. And that, and in my particular case, yeah, I faced an unplanned pregnancy. We chose to bring a child into the world. Yeah. But let's say that we hadn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hadn't done that, and I I participated in in an abortion. Well, guess what? As the head of CareNet, that's one of the things that I would have to talk about. Yeah, and I chose, I chose to, you know, we, we chose to abort, and and here's the consequences of that, and that's one of the reasons why I'm animated around doing this work. That's how I've heard people who made a different decision respond to that. Right, so right, yeah. it's very odd. It is. It's it very is. odd to me yeah. that, that you wouldn't res- respond to that. Yeah. That it, particular question, and again, it exposes something. Right. And and leaves a perspective that really, like I said. Maybe it shouldn't be safe. It's not really all that safe, or maybe it shouldn't be all that legal because why would you want it rare if that was the case? No, it's it's true. And and, and the the final point I wanted to just sort of bring up and put out there is it also raises this this other potentially intriguing question, which is, you know, if she has never had an abortion, why wouldn't she want to say that? Exactly. So my question is, is she afraid that as – that the supporters of Planned Parenthood right. would somehow think she has less credibility because she's never aborted one of her children. You know, it's just it's, odd. It's so like just, either way, yeah. whether she's had an abortion or not, the fact that she just refused to answer it raises some very interesting questions about why. Yeah. Which again, is the, which was the other problem with this whole situation, which is that the CBS interviewer refused to kind of probe and ask any follow-up questions. She just said, okay. And moved on to the next softball question. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah a, b- a bigger softball than the one before. Right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it really, it really, from my standpoint, and I think that look, you know, if you're if you're telling if you're telling people in the public square that they should shout their abortions, mm-hmm. then my view has always been, well, then why doesn't Planned Parenthood shout its abortions? And in fact, mm-hmm. the other other part that you hear, and this came mm-hmm. up in the interview as well, mm-hmm. this notion about that abortions only three percent of yeah. the work that we do, or this that, right, and the other, right, right, right. and and why are you trying to minimize yep. the percentage? Mm-hmm. If if abortion is a good thing, right, yeah, y- why would you say, well, it's only three percent? I mean, that's like McDonald's saying, well, you know, we only sell this many hamburgers. They mm-hmm. don't. They shout how many hamburgers they yeah. they sell. Why? Because we they believe they sell a neutral computer consumer product. Right? It's a morally neutral consumer product. Right. So, in my view, and particularly with people who say, well, you know, that's only three percent, and and they're minimizing it, and and, and really kind of make an argument that actually it's more than three percent when you you know kind of look at how they're calculating that. My point is, why are they trying to minimize right. how right. much it is if it is truly a morally neutral consumer product? That's a good mm-hmm. that women want in need why are you trying to minimize it right. you should be saying look no it, it's it's whatever percent and and, and it's a good thing and yeah. we're trying to grow it because right. this is a morally neutral consumer product that women want to need right. and yeah. even during that interview mm-hmm. that question came up mm-hmm. and she said yes it's only three percent of my memory yeah she, she did and, and <laughs> even the way that stat i don't want to misspeak but even the way that stat was framed yeah. was even more inaccurate than yes. what, how it's typically framed yeah like the whole three percent of our services are abortion that's yeah. inaccurate and I think the way that it was brought up in the CBS interview was even 
more yeah. inaccurate. I, I think, and she didn't even, and she didn't uh, correct yeah, it. it. She didn't correct it. I, yeah. I, I don't know if anyone fact checked it, you know, or or what. But it was, it was just not true at all. But again, what was said? Why but, would you minimize it? Exactly. Why would the interview minimize it? And why would the interviewee, the president, agree with the minimization? Yes. It's yeah. It's yes. just, it's all in very inconsistent. Again, I don't try to minimize the fact that over you know nearly eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. lives have been saved because right. of the work of CareNet. Yeah. 748,784 is actually the exactly. exact number in the last 11 years at our centers. I don't try to minimize that at yeah. all. Yeah, no. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't want to talk about how many lives we save. Yeah. Right, because we yeah. think that it's a good. Right. Yes, exactly. And when you're doing something that is good, you don't try to minimize it. Yeah. You maximize it. Totally. You try to really articulate it because it's a good and you want more of it. Yeah, definitely. So, anyway. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, definitely. We'll keep our. We'll continue to keep a, an eye on how, what things are or how things are going over there at Planned Parenthood in terms of how they're talking about this issue. And um, and again, you know, as pro-abundant life people, uh, part of what we need to do is pray. Yeah. Uh, pray that people's eyes would be open, minds would be changed, truth. hearts would be transformed, and, that, yes. and the truth would uh, the truth would out. Yes. So, yeah. All right. Amen. Well, yep. Thank you, Roland. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.